Senator Roger Marshall, uh, Kansas Senator, joins me right now. Uh, Senator Marshall, thanks for joining me again. Hey, David, good morning. Looking forward to a great conversation. All right, Doc, let's dive right in because uh, also as a doctor, we need a prescription for this country. We are not getting a policy prescription in this three and a half trillion dollar nightmare. Christmas in July for leftist ideas and more. Do we want to have a chance of stopping stopping this in the Senate and how so if we can but it's going to be really hard to stop it, David, because they can do it through budget trickery over on our side and get the 50 votes. Uh, but, but I'm telling you, by tonight, it will be $4 trillion. Uh, Schumer's going to be out there with Christmas presents for everybody to get their votes. Uh, so they're going to start at $3.5 trillion. And you've heard Bernie. He wants 6 or $7 trillion. There's just no end here. And you know, just think what this, this legislation would do to drive up inflation – uh, and really, it's going to kill jobs in so many ways. Raising taxes, uh, it's just a recipe to destroy our economy. If they continue down this path of, of raising taxes, borrowing money, um, and, and just spending it like there's no tomorrow. Uh, it's going to, it'll, be, it'll be horrible for our economy. You know, I don't want this to seem trite because we're not talking about trite issues here. Uh, Senator Graham, your colleague in the Senate, came out and said that they would use he would use the same tactic as the Democrats who left Texas so they couldn't get a quorum in Texas. You know, I, I'm a, I believe that when the fight is big enough, you use every trick possible. You talk about Democrats attempting to use reconciliation, but they only have one bite at the apple till 2022, according to the Senate parliamentarian Elizabeth Montgomery. So any trick, any possibility, any way to do this, uh, is it possible to stop or slow down to get to at least less spending? It is. You know, it absolutely is. You have to have a quorum, a quorum, which would be 50 plus one. So if we could talk every Republican into not going to the floor, we could make that happen. But uh, I think for this issue, I don't have confidence that we'll be able to lock out 50 Republicans. I'm afraid someone would cross the line. I do think that there's a place that that nuclear option that we would go to it and we could get support for. Um, Look, if the president would quit would would uh, quit trying every roadblock he thinks of for the Senate bipartisan bill, then we could get somewhere. But it just seems like every time we make a little bit of progress, the White House throws up a big roadblock uh, because they want to pivot back to the three and a half, four trillion dollars. And then they'll add another trillion, trillion and a half of what we're working on the bipartisan side. My guest, Senator Roger Marshall from the state of Kansas, you know, I've used the analogy often of do you want to cut your arm off above the wrist or below the elbow? You know, where, where do you want to cut it off? And a lot of times these bills sound like that. We Is there a reasonable and a need for uh, a amount of spending on true infrastructure? Yes, there is. Is there a need to be an understanding by what it, of what it really is and what's needed in today's world? Yes. But a lot of times what I hear coming from some of the Republican quarters and some of those senators that uh, we're both concerned about is basically let's cut our arm off down by the wrist and, you know, that's good enough. Your arm's still off. Wow, David, that's quite an analogy. Um, 
you, you kind of got me on that one. But but I, I would tell you this. I, I think that most of us are in favor of an affordable, traditional, classical infrastructure plan that paves a way to our future. But what we can't do is is keep borrowing money, tax people to oblivion, driving up inflation and killing jobs. And it, it really comes down to how we're going to pay for it. There's an infinite number of infrastructure needs. My job in the Senate is, is to say of all the needs that this country has, what is the best use of American tax dollars to prioritize those and spend them as efficiently as possible. But what we can't do is, uh, is, is keep borrowing and borrowing and borrowing. Uh, I think that there's over a trillion dollars sitting there left from the COVID relief packages that won't be spent for, for years. And it's, it's, it's earmarked right now for social programs. We could easily take those trillion dollars and repurpose it. I think that, that if I would walk into any county commission, city commission meeting back home, and, and I've been talking to those people, they would much rather use it on infrastructure than social programs. It's, it's not complicated. This is not rocket science. You know, the question's asked often, and I'll pass this one on for many in this audience uh, who are concerned about the definition of infrastructure. Look, there's roads, bridges, and ports. There's technology infrastructure. There's a need when it comes to our power generation and power supply systems, water controls, all parts of our infrastructure. In the Republican proposals, are we addressing these things as not only individual but combined elements of maintaining a stable society? Uh, or are we just hearing the roads and bridges and ports cry? No, I, certainly the Republicans who are negotiating this bipartisan bill are prioritizing classical infrastructure, roads, bridges, ports, high-speed Internet, uh, airports, classic, classic infrastructure. But then uh, Joe Manchin on the other side, he wants to prioritize some energy things. Um, and and I, th- I think he's, he's getting pushed pretty hard by his far left as well. So we're trying to land in a good place. Even the bipartisan legislation probably has a, a couple hundred billion dollars of things that you and I would not uh, call classic infrastructure. I'd rather do through a different legislation. But if we want to have a bipartisan bill, this is what it's going to look like. It'll have some some of those things, but there's I don't think there's any, as you described it, human infrastructure in the bipartisan legislation we're working on. My guest, Senator Roger Marshall from Kansas, Doc Marshall, as his patients still call him. Uh, There's a problem in the country growing right now, and the numbers are tragic that from our southern border, we've seen over one million illegal aliens uh, crossing into this country. Kansas has a growing number of illegal aliens and as they balkanize the states by releasing them with no not even with notices to appear and a broken system a forcibly broken system by the biden administration this problem continues to grow uh to your kansas uh constituency and to the rest of the country uh what's being done if anything to at least slow biden down if possible well, David, I think that I'm not sure what else we can do except yell and scream at this point in time. Uh, we have an executive branch that's created this problem. This is another crisis, as you said earlier, just a moment ago. This is a t- crisis totally created, and to, by, by them, by the by the White House policy, and it's it, of course it's even worse than what you're describing. There's 1.1 million people that we've apprehended crossing the border illegally. Twice that many have not been caught. So on my visits to the border, 
That's what the Border Patrol officers tell me for everyone they catch the two more cross. Uh, I don't have to you know, tell you about the problems with fentanyl, human trafficking, all those types of things. This is a top three issue to everybody at my town halls that we need to control the border. And what we have to do is continue to put pressure on the White House. But remember, the White House wants this crisis. They wanted this to happen. They want it to happen. Three million people have come across the border this year. That's the entire population of the state of Kansas. Um, elections have consequences, and this is the consequence of this election. You know, looking ahead, I think uh, the certainly at the gubernatorial level, changes can be made. The fight can be held there against the Biden administration. We've seen states' attorneys general and governors fighting back in Kansas, uh, where of course, your constituents are seeing this rise, which affects the economy, suppression of labor, so many of issues on the table. Uh, how closely do you work with the Kansas uh, political infrastructure to do best to work together against the Biden administration? Yeah, like, like on a daily basis, a first-name basis. Uh, certainly have great relationships with our Secretary of State in Kansas, our Attorney General, and really all the way down to the county clerks. If there was, you know, people are constantly asking me at these town halls, what can they do? And my answer is this, that, that never before in history is it more important how, how important local elections are. The integrity of an election starts and stops with the integrity of your local county clerk. So I think that that certainly working with the uh, party mechanism to make sure we're recruiting strong candidates for for those type of positions. The school board, I'm trying to do everything I can to stop horrible policy coming out of D.C., but eventually the state school board, the local school board, the local superintendents, they have the ability to stop horrible policy coming out of D.C., to to your point. And that's what I'm saying, working with the uh, Republican Party back home, uh, on a daily basis, a weekly basis, saying we need to recruit and elect strong. Uh, I call them traditional Kansas conservatives uh, with, with Judeo-Christian values and also encouraging those people to go into teaching. So it really does start at the local level and build its way to the top. Senator, of course, a top issue today is Cuba. Uh, what's happening not only in the island nation with the ongoing protests, the shutdown of technology by the Cuban dictatorship using Chinese technology, which would also involve harsh dealings with China as well. But, you know, disturbingly, uh, we have Democratic Socialists of America supported uh, elected officials in the Democrat Party in Washington, D.C. You have Senator Bernie Sanders uh, being one of those and silence from the Democrats on a, an outward worldwide cry for freedom versus communist dictatorship and in, in a silent Biden administration, if not offering tacit support uh, as a Republican delegation. And are there and to add to that, are there any Democrats willing to support the Cubans cry for freedom against communism? Well, David, first of all, you're spot on. This is a great opportunity for the Biden administration to stand up and be counted. And, and, and again, we're hearing crickets out of the White House. We should be doing everything we can right now to make sure that the internet, internet is working in Cuba and that we're telling that story, allowing them to share their story. That's what's going to turn the public ire against 
uh, this Cuban regime is to see that how violent and, and that they really are the human rights violations, all those types of things need to be um, need to be, be, be shown shown across the world. What what I'll be doing today is I'll see Marco Rubio and Rick Scott, uh, both from both from Florida, know this issue inside and out. You know, maybe they come to me for advice on COVID vaccines, but I'm going to go for them to, on advice and see what type of a bipartisan effort we can do. I know that they've got resolutions, uh, this, that, and the other. So we'll be doing what we can do to put a wind beneath their wings on this issue. Uh, this is just an incredible opportunity for America to to get rid of a thorn in our side here. And we, we, I sure hope the Biden administration doesn't let it fall to the, to the wayside. Senator Roger Marshall, or a.k.a. Doc Marshall, uh, as one of the only doctors serving in Congress. Thank you, Senator. David, thank you so much. Have a great week. Thank you, sir. 866-95-PATRIOT. I'll get to your calls on the other side of the break. 